1: A text from Mark says, the Warriors are only one good shoulder charge or head high on Cleary to even things up. (laughs) I don't condone that behaviour. But I think now we can say that Penrith, uh, if in the fullness of time, which it sounds like the fullness of time, the Warriors will run out. Um, With Ronald Volkman in the halves, with Tomati Martin, who himself hasn't had a lot of football either. And so it makes it's a double blow really when when you have um when you have god his name's escaping me metcalf go down as well so you no know, metcalf and johnson have really steered that ship for the last couple of months and now we'll have volkman and tamari martin so but you know nothing to lose he's a handy player. And it's one of those times there's no replacement for someone like Sean Johnson, but um, yeah, interesting. Uh, they won't risk him. They won't risk him, because that's the beauty of finishing the top four, you do get a life. So I don't think they'll risk him even if they think he might be okay, I 100% don't think Sean Johnson will play to give him the best chance to be ready next week. Or if they beat Penrith, he gets two weeks off, doesn't he? So um, more is uh, that story develops. We're going to talk some of the magnificent rugby union game now. Our great friend uh, on Thursdays joins us each and every week, uh, Tony Johnson from Sky Sport. TJ, oh, we are surfed up with some delicious rugby union this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, uh, all eyes are going to be on Paris, in particular uh, 7.15 on Saturday morning. Um, Long awaited game between the All Blacks and France. And it, you know, it's the start of a, a, you know, what should be a fantastic World Cup tournament. I don't think, I, I know we say this every time, and I know some people pour cold water on it, but I genuinely think that this is a tournament that is, you know, there are probably five, six teams capable of winning it. There may be even more than that, um, but definitely the All Blacks come against the team that to to my mind is the team to beat at this year's World Cup.
1: Yeah and uh, to to go a little bit further on the point you just made I talked about it yesterday TJ I think there's five have a chance to win but there's eight teams now that are upsettable, that can do the Japan South Africa thing and I'm talking the Pacific Island teams I'm, England's not in my top five but they could get everything together and win, Wales could win an upset game as well It's, uh, I think finally we've got a Rugby World Cup where we're going to sit down and watch a num- a large number of games and not know what the result's going to be
0: no, and, and there's nothing really certain. I mean, even on the other side of the draw, as we keep referring to it as that the you know, it is the weakest side of the draw. And I, I think World Rugby will know now that they've got this wrong and and um, you know, they're going to have to reassess the way they organise things. I know everyone wants to know and, and, and who knows, they may have been answering the call from the member nations, you know, we want to know, you know, in advance where we're going to be and all that sort of thing, but they just cannot ever afford to do the draw as early as they've done again because it's made a bit of a mockery of things. But the fact is, there it is, it's all laid out and you know you're you're right. There's potential first of all the uncertainty, you know, on the all black side of the draw where you've got, you know, four of the you know, the best teams in the world all crammed into that side of the draw. But who's going to finish first? Who's going to be second? How are they going to shape up? I mean, mm. you know, the potential there for one of them to actually miss out altogether. And then you go on to the other side of the draw. And it's just a shame that uh, Caleb Munch has picked up that injury because I, I really did think uh, that that Fiji were a chance. Um, not just, um, you know, to to to, to 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 win a couple of games, but but actually... Um, to, to you know, maybe even beat both of the more I suppose traditional teams that they've got on their side of the draw. So, uh, you know, I, you know I, I still think Fiji are a chance to beat both Australia and Wales uh, and and go through. But um, just it's perhaps been. Uh, adversely affected by an injury to a guy who, who really was a, a, doing such a solid job with all that talent around him, both in, in front of him and, and, and alongside of him in the, back, in the Fiji back line.
1: So many talk, talking points around the All Blacks and they haven't even played a game with, with uh, the news that Geordie Barrett's out, Anton Leonard-Brown in. Um, I was semi-surprised, TJ, that Dalton Papali got the six ahead um, of a couple of others. Did that surprise you?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, it says that the, the, the Scott Barrett thing um, has been con- either, either consigned to history or it might be something that they might use to close a game out. But they're not really looking at him um, as, as a six. Um, obviously, you know, there's a bit of relief over the fact that he's able to even play, um, hmm. you know, after getting off the, you know, <laughs> at the judiciary, but, um, no, I, I think uh, they've probably limited their options with, you know, the selection of the team, and so I, I don't think, we, we don't know yet who's um, replacing Narawa, do we? Um, I, I would suspect that they will probably go for another loose forward. I think already um, that selection has been shown to be errant Um not a, you know they needed one more loose forward, but no, i'm I'm not that surprised to see Papalitti there. It probably changes the dynamic of the game. It means that someone from uh, that loose forward trio is going to have to step up and do a bit of a bit more line out work than they might normally expect to do. and it does leave them a little bit short uh, against a, a, a very strong um, French forward pack, but having said that, you know hopefully that they'll they'll find some sort of way around it. but Yeah, I just think with the choices, the options that they had available to them, Papaluki probably uh, was the best um, option that they had.
1: Just on the Narawa replacement, do you feel like they will just get through this French game, see if anyone gets dinged up before they make their decision? And and if they do get through healthy or with a couple of dings, um, Ethan Blackadder just starts picking his bags?
0: Well... Yeah, it could well be. I mean, he's made such a strong case, hasn't he? Mm. You know, it's a, a playing. Uh, I guess playing against Manawatu and Nelson on a Sunday afternoon is a long way away from playing France and Paris or anything like that. But he he, he looks sensational. Um, either him or uh, Finau, if they feel they want someone who can cover lock, um, those remaining pool games. But I think you're right. They'll, they'll probably have a look at, at and see that they, they don't have to. Um, rush. There's quite a, a there's a bigger gap between games at this tournament. Uh, the tournament sort of stretches out a bit, but with all the kerfuffle there's been in the past about some teams being more favoured by um, breaks between games than others. Um, I, I guess they're just trying to um, sort of even that out a bit. So it, it's not like they have to rush a decision. Um, so it could well. But I, I would be very surprised. Much as uh, I think a lot of people would love to see Sean Stevenson on a plane as a direct, you know, like-for-like replacement. I think the, option, the, the the odds are they're probably more likely going to um, send an extra forward over.
1: I, I want to ask you about England, TJ, because they are where the seat of power of world rugby hangs out, and they seem to have so much dictatorial influence on tours and international windows and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is a massive World Cup for them to, to win back a little bit of respect, firstly from their home fans, but also from the World Game.
0: Yeah. Look, um, I, I, certainly, um, with all respect to, to England and to you know English fans who might be listening in, um, you, you know, you just get the sense that there's not a lot of sympathy um, for, for their predicament. Uh, mind you, you know, reading the stuff that's coming, some of the that's coming out of the northern hemisphere it doesn't seem to be a lot of sympathy for where the All Blacks are either. Um, but yeah. Uh, for, for the reasons you've said, they, they're probably not a team that have a, a, a great deal of popularity outside their own um, borders or their own populace. Um, you know, I, 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 I suppose there's the, the um, potential there in, in that group for, for an upset. Although Japan, there's nothing about what we've seen from them so far this year suggests that they're going to come up with a repeat of the, the miracle of Brighton. Samoa, possibly, uh, there are much... Um, you know, stronger team in terms of their experience with some of those ex-All Blacks coming to the side, and then Argentina, who always seem to be able to get up for the World Cup. But England, yeah, they've got a chance to rise above it. Um, you know, prove all the detractors wrong, or put all the you know the, the bad things that have happened uh, in the in the last um, you know six months to a year. But I, I just can't see it happening, Steffi. I, I just can't see them. I think they've got the chance because of the draw to go deep into the tournament, but I just can't see them winning it. Mm. I just don't think they're good enough, and I I think some of their players, you know, I, I, you know, picking on an individual, I, I, I've i thought for some time that Maru Itoji must be one of the most overrated players in the world, and I think we're actually starting to, to, to really see evidence of that, you know, recently.
1: Um, the rise and rise of the Pacific Islands internationally... How much can we attribute that to the inclusion of the Drua in Moana Pacifica?
0: Uh, to a degree, I think what it's given is Tonga and Samoa now have a really good mix. They have a mix of hardened professional players, a lot of whom have been playing their trade in, in Europe in particular and France, uh, but also some of the, the brilliant talent that's come out of the Drua and Moana Pacifica. you know, someone like... Um, well, Habosi last year uh, for the Drua and this year Miracle Fa'ilangi for uh, Moana Pacifica. So it's, it's a tantalising mix, it, it really is. I, I, I do probably think it's more, um, you know, the, the, the factors are uh, the All Blacks, ex-All um, Blacks or ex-international players uh, from other countries have become available. That certainly helped them. But I think more to the point is just the vast experience uh, hardened. Experience that those players have of playing in places like the UK and France that have given them a much stronger look. They've always been, I suppose, the greatest entertainers of of the World Cup, and we've seen upsets with you know Tonga beating France in 2011, uh, Samoa what they did, you know, going right back to 1991, and mm. and, and Fiji of course have always been um, spectacular, but they've always been. Uh, you know the ability to cause, cause an upset, but not go much beyond that. And I think that changes with this tournament. And and in some ways, the draw, um, particularly in terms of Fiji and, and Samoa, draw that we've been um, criticising, actually helps their chances of going deeper into the tournament.
1: I'm loath to talk about the bunker and the referees, but I do feel like there'll be some headlines during this World Cup tournament and the influence that they could have on some some games. Surely there's um, they're going to try and get all the referees on the same page. I was talking to someone earlier this week about how southern referees see games different to northern referees. They've been away. Um, they've been together as a collective. Um, what's your expectation or what's your hope and then what's your realistic thoughts on how the officiating's going to go this World Cup?
0: Well, my hope is that because of uh, you know some of the reaction to what happened and even just the the build-up games, Uh, and, you know, particularly that All Black Springbok game where we had a a first half that went for an hour, and it was more like an episode of CSI, this forensic examination of just everything that had happened. Hopefully, the message might have got through from those, and and, and those games, in some ways, might have been a really good guinea pig. Otherwise, and, you know, we might be spared what's happened in previous tournaments, and we all know what happens, you know, when they take a stand, uh, the referees it doesn't matter whether it's Super Rugby or World Cup or whatever. They go hard at the beginning and then tend to soften as the tournament wears on. And I mean, we saw it, I remember in 2015 uh, when they started bringing in uh, the, the, you know, the increasing the powers of the TMO and you'd hear them call out in general play, you know, George, you're on, show me that, you know, while play is hmm. carrying on. And then you'd sort of sit back while George, I have sifted through all the, you know, the evidence and came up with the decision. Um, hopefully, that, that there was such a negative reaction to what went on in some of those build-up games, that that will have kind of blunted that effect, and that, that actually we might have a bit of sanity prevail, and someone's got them into a room and going but we can't have this. This is our showcase. We don't want you guys dominating. We want you guys, you know, to be the, I, I guess, you know, the the, the the people who kind of uh, facilitators of the game, rather than you know the, the sergeant majors or something. So. Uh, you know, hopefully, but I, I won't, um, you know, pin my hopes on it because I'm, I'm sure they'll want to make, um, you know, their point clear about what is and what isn't accepted right from the start of the tournament. And so teams are going to have to, particularly those early games, are going to have to be on their guard. Uh, and I, that, particularly this this opening game, you know, where there, it's going to be in, in a frenzied atmosphere, players are going to be very, very fired up. And so discipline. Uh, is going to be such a key factor. And, and I suppose the irony is that discipline's been a real enemy of the All Blacks in recent years. It have been so good this year. But um, I think, you know, one of the reasons why that score blew out uh, in the Springbok game was because, you know, the All Blacks had a red card. Um, mm. and, and at one stage you had two guys off the field with a yellow. You can't afford to do that. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, discipline you know is going to be a huge factor.
1: Yeah, discipline can lose your games these days, TJ. You're rightly pointing that out. I don't want to bid you adieu until we still tip our hat to the local game. There's some fantastic games of rugby. Um, of course, the Farah Palmer Cup finals and a big round of uh, domestic NPCs. Some good matchups. Um Can anyone beat Wellington this year? They're on an absolute tear.
0: Well... They look like a team on a mission, don't they? The way they've defended uh, the Ranfurly Shield, um, you know, and, and there were a couple of games I thought they might be vulnerable, and they were nothing of the sort. So, yeah, if they can maintain that right through, uh, then they're going to be very, very hard to beat, and they could end up doing a double double. You know, they did it last year; they could do it again. I'm sure other teams will have other uh, other ideas, uh, but you know, they're consistently very good. Um, big game this weekend, I suppose, in, in terms of the NPC uh, uh, is Auckland Canterbury at Eden Park. Um, both of these teams are certainly in the, you know, they're close enough to the action. But whoever loses, it's just going to lose touch with, um, you know, the, the, the leaders a little bit. So there'll be a lot, there'll be a lot lighting on that, that's for sure.
1: And I, I did want to ask you about Tasman, I know you keep a close eye on them. They've been um, a mixed bag this year, TJ
0: yeah they have, and I mean there's a couple of reasons for that. I suppose they're almost victims of their own success uh because you've got you know i think what six seven players away with the all blacks now i mean that just that just happens mm-hmm. um and also they've had a pretty rotten run uh, with injuries um you know the mitch hunt a long term injury uh Tim o'Malley's been injured Tane robinson's been injured and in the end they had to um Get young Miyaki, Shun Miyaki, out of club rugby in Christchurch to play number ten for them, uh, and that, that sort of thing can be, you know, quite debilitating. But um, if, if if Ethan Blackadder doesn't go away with the All Blacks, um, I'd expect them to make, you know, just on the back of his performances, uh, to make a bit of a charge. But yeah, look, look, it's it's a good even competition this year. We've had plenty of upsets, and you know, there's a lot of people riding. You know, obituaries for for the NPC, and I, it's going to be very interesting going forward to see what happens. You know, the consequence of the report that came out last week, because you know, if, if people think that the provincial unions are going to vote themselves out of existence, they, they need their head read. That's <laughs> just not going to happen. Um, you know, be a lot has to go under the bridge before for that happens. But no, it, it's it's been a good competition. Same too with the Farah Palmer Cup. Uh, I, think, I think the standard generally just gets better and better every year. Um, a lot of the international players ha- have been absent, but it still hasn't stopped it. And we're going to have a really um, terrific... Well, two finals, aren't they? You know, Canterbury mm. against Auckland. Uh, you know, a, a great rivalry in the women. But also, Manawa too. I watched them last week. They were actually playing Tasman, and they were hugely impressive. Uh, and they take on Northland. So that's in, uh, in the championship final. So that that's on... Uh, Sunday, so that, that should be a beauty as well.
1: Yeah, Salika Winniata's last ever game of rugby, Tutti know yeah. I don't know if you saw in that Tasman game, she won a line out and they scored a try off it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that might be some sort of record. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I won't go into any detail because I might be accused of heightism, but, um, uh, you know, uh, she, she's incredible, and of course, she's also um, already made a mark as a referee as well, so, um. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be hoping to give her a fitting farewell. Um, Manawatu, it's just been a good couple of weeks in, for Manawatu, hasn't it? Uh, I, I know that uh, the Turbos, I, I think probably the third game in a week was might have been a bridge too far, but boy, two out of three,
1: that's, that's pretty good for them. Yeah, I've been uh, a happy little camper, TJ. I can assure you of that. A happy little camper the last few days. As I always am on a Thursday after I've chatted to you, TJ, always appreciate your time and your insights. Uh, have a fantastic weekend.
0: Yeah, well, you know, let's, let's hope for good things on Saturday morning. You know, we'll all get up for it and, and, and look at that. But look, just, just a final part, a thing about the World Cup. I think we do have to just alter our expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, the All Blacks, no one's going to take them lightly, but they are not the favourites to win this World Cup. And I think we all think, yeah, we'll, we'll say they're not the favourites, but we still think they'll win or, you know, still expect them to win. I think they're capable of going deep into the tournament. I think they are capable of winning. But I think a few things will have to go their way, and they're going to have to play extremely well. And what it should be, you know, an amazingly hard-fought World Cup. Yeah,
1: and I think uh, whoever gets up at the end, they they will rightly probably say the best World Cup ever. I, I think it's yes. got all of the ingredients.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Champion TJ, thanks heaps go for on chatting on. as always. Bye. Tony Johnson, our great Thursday friend, talking all things the Oval Ball of Rugby Union. We shall take a break, and we'll come back after that.